host Keith the Madman Coming straight to you with movies, cigars, and a brew Discussing movies while kicking back Whether they are good or they're bad With the hottest movies and non-release I am talking about details and what I see So tune into the podcast while I vent With reviews, news, and nonsense, yeah And now... Recorded live from the capital of the first state of these great United States, Keith. April is upon us already. Almost unbelievably so. This is the month of Tribeca, which I'm looking forward to um, greatly. Uh, I had a lot of fun last year. This year I'm extending the experience. going to be there for several days in New York City. But we're not quite there yet. Uh, the movie I'm going to talk to you about today is actually The Zookeeper's Wife. It's directed by Nico Caro, and it stars Jessica Chastain, John Heldenberg, and Daniel Brühl. Uh, this is a tale about uh, World War II. Specifically, it's around uh, Poland and the Warsaw Ghetto. And the movie itself uh, centers around Antonina and uh, John... Jan, I guess is how they would pr- uh, pronounce it, Z- Zabinski. And before the movie start, uh, went into this movie, I didn't know this particular story. I, 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 I suppose probably few people did. And I actually didn't even know that this was a real story, per se. I assumed it probably was, because the tales around uh, World War II and certainly the Holocaust have had so many stories that were similar to this, um, that occurred in real life, and a lot of them have brought, been brought to us. Uh, this movie is one that is actually based upon, it was adapted from a novel by Diane, Diane Ackerman, which was based on uh, Antonina's uh, diaries. So, you know, there definitely was a wealth of potential for this movie. Unfortunately for me, I... Um, feel like it didn't really hit the mark of what it should have. Antonina, who's played by Jessica Chastain, and, and I will say she did a fantastic job, uh, you know, putting on the skin of this character. You really, I think she does that in just about everything. I think she's so malleable into these different characters that she, um, the, you know, she, you just believe her in this role, much like Meryl Streep. You know, and in the sense that she's just seems to be so well suited for so many roles and and, and can be cast into them so easily. Antonina uh, is seen in the opening um, scenes riding on a motorcycle with a young camel chasing behind her. And we see her later um, departing from a party to go help an elephant be born. It would be great if we had her around right now so she could help that giraffe give birth. But in this scene where she's, you know, helping this elephant, she kind of risks her own life because the mother elephant is angry and um, or I shouldn't say angry, but she's agitated. And the baby elephant is obviously struggling with the amniotic sac and can't breathe. And Antonina helps the baby start to breathe. And, you know, obviously this was establishing her deep connection with the animals and I don't know if that was actually in her diary or not. I can't even speak to that. I know that that um, probably. I know a lot of people commented on the, you know, how wonderful the animals were in the story, et cetera, which will kind of, you know, transition into some of my dislikes about the movie as well in terms of the way that some of the stuff was handled. Not long after we had these opening sequences, 
um, the o- occupation of, 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 of Poland takes place. And uh, you see the, the zoo itself having a lot of bombing done right there, animals running loose, animals dead, um, them having to shoot a, uh, an elephant that kind of escaped. And there's some, some grim scenes of, of, of what happened to the animals there. And not long after, uh, Lutz Heck, who's pre- played by Brule, shows up. And he's, the, he's now the chief zoologist for the Reich. And he um, convinces the uh, uh, Zabinskis to allow him to take the prize stock that he has for protection to Berlin. And he's, he's going to use them to mate. Um, not long after that, he comes back and he shoots all the rest of the animals as winter sets in. And, you know, he says that the reason why he's doing that is because he, not, there's not enough food for him. So you have that going on. And you, this is when you start to see the first uh, elements of uh, resistance uh, by Jan. And, uh, and it gets into starts to get into where my gripes are here a little bit. Uh, you don't really get much in the motivation of Jan and, and why he's doing it. There's not a lot of, I mean, there is one scene where they kind of talk about it, and then it's just assumed that he's going to be helping out, um, you know, the Jewish people that are, you know, all of a sudden are put into this uh, these encampments in, in the story, but without a lot of development of all that. Uh, additionally, you know, the story is definitely focused very much around Zookeeper's wife, and then there's this tension that kind of develops because they 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 essentially um, offer to uh, use the zoo grounds as a uh, place where they raise pigs for the German soldiers, and then um, Lutz Heck, who is the you know the the chief zoologist, comes there and has this whole program where he's trying to bring back an extinct species of livestock. So that you know, so he's so there's all this experimentation he's using in this place, and so he's there a lot. So basically, uh, Jan uses his um, need to go get um, food, uh, scraps and stuff from the ghetto to allow him to smuggle Jews out of this uh, concentration, and they hide them in the zoo essentially. Um, and Antonina obviously keeps the interaction up with um, Lutz. But they develop this sort of almost triangular thing where Jan now is kind of getting jealous because she's having to spend time with him and to kind of keep him strung along. And she needs to, uh, you know, not put off. He, he basically starts to have some advances toward, uh, towards her of a carnal nature. And, you know, she's having to kind of balance not ticking him off because she's trying to hide the Jews and, you know, the Jewish people. And so you have all this stuff in there. And I think all of that that tension that they kind of built into the story and it kind of, you know, goes into some, it's it's a part of the final as well, um, really takes away from the fact that I don't think any of that stuff was real. I mean, if you you go take a look at the real Antonina, and um, she was not somebody... That looked anything like Jessica Chastain. She was a you know a rather plain looking, um, you know sturdy Polish woman. I'd say, uh, as, as as so so was so was Jan. You know, and I think there was such a better story than trying to make this about um, this woman trying to keep her 
you know, keep this guy out of her pants, essentially. It's it just really, I'm like, why do you, why do you use the backdrop of this to tell that story? And I, and I think that's what really gets me. And then there's an aspect to it. Um, the Germans did not seem as, I mean, there's definitely horrible things to them. The horrible things that you, you kind of take away from, oh, they killed all the animals. And I'm, I've seen so many people care so much more about the fact that the animals were hurt in the story then what happened to the people that were in the, the Jewish people? Uh, and I think that bothers me, too, because I'm like, the contrast that they showed, they were much more graphic with what happened to the animals than they were to what happened to the people. They were just all, all kind of penned up, and they got into a, you know, towards the end of it, they get into a, you know, a, a cattle car where they're going to go to, you know, Auschwitz or wherever and get murdered. But you don't really see any of the real um, pain I mean, if you go take a look at what went on in Warsaw and what those people looked like that were basically starved to death, you don't get that sense of that from this movie. You're, you know, and so that is really where my biggest gripes come from. It's like they took a really, you know, poignant story and Disneyfied it, and then added in this Hollywood trope. With uh, this contrived, you know, sexual tension between Jessica Chastain, who is completely miscast to look like the person that, that is in the story, and they're bundling that up and calling it a movie. Now, I don't have a problem with the movie per se. Um, it was done okay. It was done well. Jessica Chastain's wonderful. But uh, why do you tell that story? I, I don't get it. At the end of the day, I just don't get it. It could have been so much more. It could have been a poignant story. It has tremendous material, and we kind of turned it into a thing where people, you know, PETA people can be outraged about what happened to the animals, and we get to see Jessica Chastain be herself again. Um, in the end, I'm only giving this a C plus, um, and I really uh, the biggest things that I, I have problems with is especially historical. Uh, type things that are completely have fabricated and made up elements that aren't real. The whole pig farming thing is not real. He actually got to go into Warsaw um, because he was studying something about him studying the fauna. Here's the other thing about Jan. He actually, and, and they don't ever give the motivations for what people were doing. Jan actually was an atheist. He was not a Christian. He he felt, you know, he went on to write a whole bunch of books. He actually, you know, and here's, you know, he actually said that, you know, he didn't understand why people would choose religion, you know, as, as, the, as the thing that would, you know, why you'd kill another person for it or why you'd, why you'd persecute another person for it. So, you know, I think some of the motivations of these people was fantastic. Here you have a humanist individual that, you know, was not, he wasn't, he had no, you know, if you're going to talk about religion, he had no skin in the game. He just did what was right for right's sake. And, you know, none of that was in there. They just make him look like this jealous husband that's, you know, he's doing great things, but at the same time, the major portrayal is the fact that he's jealous about his wife and his other person, which I don't know if that's real, but I'm guessing that that's all contrived. Um, I did not read the book to see if there's a validity to that aspect. And even if there was, I don't know why you tell that story. So anyway, I already give you my, my, uh, two cents on it, but this one did fire me up a little bit because, um, you know, it had a lot of potential. Anyway, I'm going to play the trailer right after a couple words. 
You have been listening to the movies, cigars, and a brew podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher. Find reviews of other movies, cigars, and beers at moviescigarsandabrew.com. Give a like on Facebook or follow Keith on Twitter at Movie Cigar Beer. Your trailer is coming up next. Hi, I'm Jessica Chastain, and I'm happy to share with you the exclusive trailer for my new movie, The Zookeeper's Wife. Good morning, enjoy yourselves today. out of their homes. They're taking us all to the ghetto. Thousands of people are dying. The littlest of children. We have room. We could hide them. Bring as many as you can. What a terrible time you must have had. German troops come every morning. You can't make a sound. <laughs> Mama? Have you been keeping secrets from me? No one knows how hard it is. You can never tell who your enemies are. Or who to trust. Maybe that's why I love animals so much. You look in their eyes. And you know exactly what's in their hearts. What have you been up to in your little zoo?